0: We are five lines down at Yud Aleph. Amun Aleph in Psachim Amr Le Abaye. So Abaye said to, um, so again, this is the question the Gemara asked. Um, so Rava gave an answer that there's a difference between Chadash and because Chadash has reminders built in in the process of harvest. So Amr, Amr LeAbayis so Abayis said the thats limited help. Tenech Bishas ktifa. thats because there's something different when you're harvesting. So you're right; you're not going to come to eat it when it's the time of harvest. Tchinav Michael Memer, but the grinding's done the same way as normal, and the sifting is done the same way as normal. So what are you going to say about that? So Michael Memer, what's the deal? So the Gemara says Halakasha is not difficult was also done differently. The grinding was done uniquely b'rechay You couldn't use the regular water mill that was like an automatic, like a machine. It was hand-powered. So therefore, there's a built-in reminder in the grinding that you're not to be eating this. And with the sifting out the rocks and pebbles and, and farm material, that was al napa. Instead of putting, as you know, a, a sifter has the inside part of the sifter and then the outside. You could really do it off the back um, because you could sift in either direction, but it's not as convenient because it doesn't have a lip around it. Anyway, so that's exactly what you did. Over here, you would sift in the backwards way so as to have a shinoi, so you have a built-in reminder. And that's the answer. Frag the Gemara. The Gemara is a question on this. Which we learned in a Mishnah. It's okay to do a normal harvest for irrigated fields, um, as you would normally, and also in the valleys, you could do that as well. The only thing that we do is a little bit different, is that we don't pile it up into the big, you know, um, the haystacks, right. Um, now the 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 and we explained that it's going like rebiyuda. Now the over here you're definitely these based you're you're harvesting in the regular way. There's no built-in reminder. So how is this different than the chametz case? Why is rebiyuda here? You know, relaxed and, and not worried about these things. And by by he's very worried. Michael, remember what are you going to say here? So elam rabbiyus rabbiyus has a new answer. Chadash, mine. Chadash is the new grain. Everyone knows you can't eat it yet. So there's a built-in, no touching till after, till we have Pesach, right? Till second day Pesach. Chametz, But when it comes to chametz, lo badal you ate chametz the day before Pesach. You're going to eat it after Pesach. You're used mm-hmm. to eating it. You're not concerned about it. And therefore, that's the real pshat. Why Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yud is extra concerned about Chametz and you may come to eat it, and therefore you cannot check for Chametz after the sixth hour in a time when it's us to eat. But um, in other areas like Chaddish, where you have a natural uh, rule that you know that you're not allowed to eat it, yet, till afterward, you're not going to come to. Amar Rava. So Rava says, the Kasha, why do we only feel the need to answer the contradiction, Rabbi There's also a contradiction in the abundant because the Rabbanan by Chametz said no problem, no worries. You could uh, you could do it all the way. You could check into the time of Hissar, even after the sixth hour. It's not a problem, and they're not concerned that you're going to come to eat the Chametz. And yet over here, when it, when Meir said that, oh, what are they dealing with the Chadash? Um it's shallah Chacham they shouldn't be busy with it because they may come to eat it. Ya come here, they're worried they're gonna come to eat it. And over there, they're not worried that they're gonna come to eat it. What's the deal with the Rabunan? So Drabiuda Rabbi Dalakasha, you're right, Rabyuda on Rabuda is not difficult conditioning like the we answered. That Rabyuda makes a distinction between something that we are bidilymine, that we separate from, which is Khadash, and Khamads, which we're used to eating. Um, however, the the also is not a difficulty. Why? Who? I mean, think about what he's doing. He's on a search and destroy mission to find any chametz to burn. So, are we going to say, are I we chosesh meichel mean, kachem? is he's going to eat it? Of course, not going to eat it. It's a built-in that safeguard that why he is searching for chametz to get rid of and destroy any chametz that he finds. So therefore, there's no concern that he's gonna to come to eat it. Okay, as opposed to when it comes to khadash, which obviously the goal is to eat it. You just can't eat it yet. Um, so that's a different story. Next, Ravashi Amar, to Rabuda to Lakasha, different answer. You wanna know what the answer is for Rebuda, uh, for the country because Rabuda? Notice he didn't say they had uh, they had Danishes, okay? Uh, they made Danishes from the chadash, ready to go, baked. They're waiting for it. They did or whatever. Obviously, it couldn't have been Danishes. It's pesach, but whatever. You get the idea. They didn't bake off things or eat a finished product. It was. It was. They were selling flour and toasted grain that's non-edible till you process it. So therefore, there's no concern. It's not in an edible state. That's why there's no concern. And that's the difference. Another answer for review, the post over here, when you find chametz, you might find, you know, uh, a piece of cake or something, right? You might find the Danish, and then you might be tempted to eat it. As opposed to over here, the reason why you had no issue is because it's not, they're, they're selling things that are not in an edible position. They're not, they're not in a consumable state. So that's the difference. the Gemara, Hadar of Ashi, Bedusi. This answer of Ashi is... Incorrect. It's not. It's a mistake. Why? Because You're right. Once you toast the grain, until you cook it or do something with it, it's not edible. Fine. But ad But before you toast the grain, it is edible. You eat. That's what you could eat it when it's raw and fresh. Then it does. Uh, then it is perfectly consumable. And what about then? You may come to eat it. Well, maybe you say, yeah, but since the, when is it edible? When you're harvesting. I, the harvest, you don't do it in the normal way. You have to, you have to cut the grain off. And you can't use a sickle. You're using a different, different tool. Like Rabbi said, so that, that only answers half the story. We know that when it's the irrigated fields or the valleys, then you can harvest in the regular manner, even before the carbon omer was brought. But Kimla Reb we explained that's going with Michael, remember what are you going to say there? And that there is no answer. So Elad Ravashi obviously Ravashi's answer doesn't hold it, doesn't hold water, can't be accepted. So that brings us to uh, the principle of Reb Yehuda's position, which is basically if it's something that you have a natural, the, that you're already trained to not eat, so then there's no concern, something that you're not trained to eat, to not eat, to avoid, so like Hametz, so then there's a bigger concern. So that's what Gemara is going to ask now. If it's something that you're not you know, normally staying away from, does the always goes there and make a decree in that case? But what about this halacha in the Mishnah? You're not allowed to take an eggshell and fill it with oil and put it next to the candle so that it'll be a slow drip into the candle because the container that has the oil where the candle is is just not big enough to hold a lot of oil. But you want it to um, last longer, so your shtick is to have a uh, your contraption where you have an eggshell that's slowly dripping as the oil is being consumed from the fire, there's going to be more space and the slow drip of oil will be adding in, filling in more oil as you go even if it's earthenware where there's less likely of a possibility that you're going to come to touch any of the oil and eat it, because obviously this oil is going to be fully mokta, so that's the point, and that's but that's the Tana Kam's opinion Rebuda Mata Rebuda says there's no concern why would Rebuda say there's no concern it's oil that's low bedili mine, people don't stay away from oil and it's asar. so we should make the gzeer according to our understanding of his reasoning so my answer is the very strict people know how strict Shabbos is so people will automatically stay away and not touch the oil that, um, from that contraption, that's why it's not concerned. So the man to Isn't there a contradiction from Shabbos to Shabbos? You have a rope of uh, the bucket, the rope for the bucket. and it, uh, and it tore. It it's, it's split. So now I need to be able to draw water with the rope to get water from the well. So, lo ye koshro, you cannot tie the, the, the torn string to each other because that would be a permanent knot, and that's asr to do on Shabbos. Elo onvo, you make a slip knot. That's the Tanakama's opinion. Rebbe Udomer, no, you cannot make a slip knot. of Pundo Piskaya, you take a belt and you wrap it around multiple times to both sides, and that'll hold the rope to each other, and that's the solution according to Reb a venom, but definitely we don't let you make a slip knot. So kashid the rabbanon. We got now a contradiction in both rebuyuda and the rabbanon, because rebuyuda said that when the chumrah of Shabbos is so severe, you're not going to come to do anything, and yet he's saying you can't do a slipknot. And the chachamim, the rabbanon, are also inconsistent. They had a big problem with the. Um, with the oil before, even though it was Shabbos. and here they're like, Okay, make a slipna, no big deal. What about the fear that you're gonna to come to um, make a proper uh, um, make a proper knot? So the Gemara answers, the Rabana, the Rabban Lakash, there's no difficulty in the Rabban Shem mm-hmm. and and Oil to oil is a big issue. You may come to if I, if you let we know that he's eating regular oil, you may come to use this oil because it's oil. It's the same oil. Aniva bikshira lo but nobody makes the mistake to assume that a slip knot is the same as a regular knot. So that's not a exactly xerah according to them. That that's a worry. The rebuyuda, the rebuyuda is not a difficulty in rebuyuda. Why? Because of the the degazar aniva atukshira. You misunderstood why rebuyuda is an issue with not with the with bows with a slip knot, not because. It's similar. It's close to, it, it's a slippery slope. If we let you make a slip knot, you make, make you might slip and make a knot. So that's not the pshat. The pshat is and <laughs> even He holds a, a, a tie knot is a, is a real knot. It's, that is a knot. It's not not a knot. Whatever. Okay, it is a knot. Okay, um, uh, okay. So, so the Gemara says, okay, we answered that, but now, there's a contradiction within the rabbanon. What's the contradiction? We learned that in the Mishnah, Kolchim, believe the Biskaya. You can tie the bucket with a belt. Basically, Biskaya is some type of belt. Avalo but not with a rope, because a rope is something that you would leave there. And Rabudda says you, you could tie it with a with a cheve, with a rope. Yes, Kevudamay, what kind of rope are we talking about? Ilim if it's just any old rope, Rabud Matir, shol how could Rabudda allow that? That's a permanent knot. Because you're gonna leave the rope there for sure. No, you'll be you'll leave it because you want everyone wants the bucket that's near the well to have the rope attached to it and to stay that way we're obviously talking about not the rope a rope of the weavers that they need that rope that rope is not available you're temporarily going to use it and as soon as you get a chance as soon as they get a chance they're going to take it away okay because the rabbis felt that a rope is a rope, and therefore if we let you use the, the weaver's rope, we're going to come to use a regular rope, and that's a big problem, right? So um, so the Gemara answers, uh, that contradiction is not a problem. In Cheval Becheval that is correct. When it comes from rope to rope, yeah, you can easily confuse and If we let you use one rope, you may come to use another rope. But I need a But there's a clear difference between making a slip knot and making a proper knot, and that will—that's uh, the—that's the difference, and that's what—that's what the chachamim are more concerned about. Okay. Um, okay. So let's continue. So, if it's something that people that people do stay away from, which is the principal swara of Rabbi Yudha. is it true that he doesn't make a Xer in that case, but Tanya will have a bracer. So, if you have a firstborn animal that has a problem, it's like a whatever, a lot of blood pressure, and you need to release some of the blood, or it's going to die, even if it will die, the Rebbe says, we're not going to let you do a bloodletting altogether. Chama say no, you could. The only condition is that you don't put a blemish on. Be careful. Don't leave a blemish. So why is it that Rebbe is all concerned over there? It's a Bechor. Bechor is Kachim. Kachim, people are Bidili So what's the fear? But more it says, Hassam, there's a different problem. You know, since people act funny when it comes to their money, they are all worried about it. And uh, this is the Kohen here who gets the most benefit of the Bikhar. So I'm reading, we say, if you let him, if you let him, if you let him, Make a blemish, it's not really a blemish, but bl- draw blood in a place where it's not a, a real blemish, because, you know, having a cut in an animal is not an issue. It's not really considered a mum. It's only a cut that's going to be permanent, that's going to leave a permanent mark. So, it's not a mum. For a bonon, and what are the a hold? hold, kosh gain. It's all the more so Dilo sharis lay claw Because if you don't, um, uh, if you don't, um, allow him altogether then he's going to definitely do it anyway so it's like there's two sparas over here the review this the is is that we can't let you do it at all because if you could do it at all you might do it in the wrong spot and the chams say if you don't let him do it this way he's going to do it the wrong way because he's definitely not going to listen anyway and that's the spar of the rabbana okay Says the Gemara, since when is Rebu say the shita that a person is, goes crazy about his money? That's not we learned in the Mishnah. you can't comb with a fine tooth comb that's extra sharp that's basically poke, can poke and cut a hole and make and, and you can't do that comb uh, the 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 mud out of the animal. On Yom Tif, because you can make, you're making a wound. but with a with a fat tooth comb. So then you could, because it's it's not going to poke holes. It's too it's not sharp. It's too dull. no. You can do either. What's the difference between the two? Kidor Kitanim is narrow, very narrow, pointy. Uh, prongs. osim chabura, and it can make a cut. It could actually penetrate the skin of the animal. Hearts of Gedolim, they're fatter. also chabura, and they won't make a wound. Okay? They won't cut through. So, what's the difference between, uh, I mean, over there too? It's, a, it's seemingly, um, if Rebu does if he held Bola Mimono, so then why does he allow it at all? So the Gemara says, di mayis over there by the by the case of the bloodletting, um, and you tell him no you can't do it, he's gonna die. I mean, that's a huge fear factor. People go crazy. What's the big deal? I mean, there's mud on the animal, so what's the animal's animal suffering? It's not like the end of the world, but it's not something that the animal will die from if you left the mud on. So you don't say a person is is Baholamono. Okay. Rabbi Rabyuda Myshnah Gabi Khamitz the gazer? Myshnah Gabi Kirzov the gazer? Why does he make a gzera by chametz, And he doesn't make a gzerah by kirzov by using the fat tooth comb. So the answer is the difference is lachem belechem miklif, bread to bread, is the bread that I'm trying to get rid of, and the bread that I you know that I you know is is easily mistaken. Kidr Bekirtsuf, Lomichlev, that's a fundamental, it's a very different kind of a brush, and therefore there's no concern, and that's the difference. And that brings us to the new Mishnah. Okay. It's interesting, about it. He can confuse the bow the but not worried about the comb. worried about No, no, he, by, by, by the knot, you mean? He's worried that you confuse a. No, that's not pshat. We said. Either. No, Rabbi Huddh says Aniva is Kshira. Oh, okay. That's the Pshat. That was Kshira, so that it's oh, not a I forget. Okay. He doesn't make such Kshiras. He just but he, Aniva is real tying. That's the same it's Doraisa. Okay. New Mishnah. Rameir. Omer Ochlim Kal Khamesh. Rameir says the entire fifth hour of the day you can eat. And into the sixth hour, that's when you have to burn. Rabbi Yudah Omer, you eat the entire fourth hour. You wait in the entire fifth hour, not to eat at all, uh, but you don't yet have to burn. And then the beginning of the sixth hour is when you do the Shreifah. Another statement Rabbi Yudah says, There are two loaves of Toda that were already invalid munachos al gamitzah was stayed on the stew, on the side there was like a, a and it was visible on the wall kozmanach munachos if they're both there kol on everyone knew we can still eat chametz nitlaches once they took one down tolin, they said this is already past the time when you're not already allowed to eat lo ochlem, lo sarfen they don't eat but they don't burn yet nitlustem once they are both taken down his kolam sarfen that was the siman Okay, he gave his man uh, to do this came time to burn. From Gamliel Omer, Gamliel says a little bit like an in-between position. Cholein kol arba. You can eat cholein the entire fourth hour of the day. U truma kol And truma you can eat all the fifth hour. And that's because truma, there's an iser to get rid of other way, any other way than eating, if there's at all possible that you can eat it. So therefore, when it comes to truma, we are makel to allow you to eat truma during this interim hour. But burning, everyone says, is betchil into the sixth hour. You know, um, okay, so on a perfect day, it would be from 11 to 12, is when you have to do the burning. Starts at 6 in the morning, right into the sixth hour. Tanah awesome we learned over there in Amishnah. This is... We're in Sanhedrin. Uh, it's in... One second. I uh, forgot where it is. Okay. Echad uh, Omer. Yeah, there it is. Okay, it's Sanhedrin, right? Echad Omer b'shnaim One of them says it was on the second day of the month. Echad Omer Bishlosha, And the other one says it's on the third day of the month. Eidusak that's a valid testimony. Why is it a valid testimony? They have the wrong date. The answer is one of them knew that there was an extra day in the previous month, and the last month was thirty days, and that's why. Uh, and that's why it's really only the second. And the other one didn't realize; he thought it was a twenty-nine day month, and therefore um, it's. Um, and therefore, he he uh, he's a day off. Okay. Hey, one of them says that it was on the third day of the month, the other one says it was on the fifth day of the month. That's for sure an inaccurate uh, testimony. Um, we're going to throw out that testimony. One of them says it's two hours into the day, Another other one says it's three hours into the day, that's a good testimony. One of them says three hours into the day, the other one says five hours into the day, they're two hours apart, then we'll throw it out. Because they can't be that far, that's obviously not a reliable testimony. Rabbi no. no, three to five people can make a mistake also, we'll see what the Machlokas is when we get there, okay? However, even Rebuda would agree that if one of them says it was the fifth hour of the day, which is before noon, right, and the other one says it was uh, seven hours of the day, which is afternoon, so you do some detail of that, for sure you throw out. Why? Because you could tell that on, in the fifth hour of the day, the sun is yet in the east, in the seventh hour, the, the sun is in the west. You could actually look at your shadow and see, is the shadow facing east or facing west? If it's still facing east, if it's still facing west, that means it's still in the morning. It's still before, it's, uh, and you'll never make that mistake. Um, now, what's the logic? What's the does what's the over here? So, Rabbi Rabbi says, Kishetim the Lomaludiv Rehmeyer, when it comes to Remeir, the understanding is this, people are very accurate, extremely accurate, and there's no wiggle room for mistakes. And according to Reh there is an ability for people to mistake up to a half an hour. There is no mistake. Why? Because, the, because remember, they're only giving the hour. They're not giving the minutes. So the it, 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 so the story happened. plus. It was the end of the second hour, going into the third hour. The one who said two is time. the end of the second hour. And the one who said three, but in the beginning of the third hour. So that's why you know they they just refer to it differently, but we they're talking about exactly the same time. A person can make a half an hour mistake. So how does it get from from three to five? The answer is this: It happened in half four, meaning into the fourth hour. The one who said three meant the end of three. And he was a half an hour off in that direction. Forward, right, Uh, uh, previously. Meaning, he was in half an hour early. The was the said fifth hour, it was the beginning of the fifth hour that he meant. And he was, uh, and it was really half an hour back. Okay, And, um, and therefore, between the two half hours, they can be off by an hour, and one's talking about the end of the hour, the other one's talking about the beginning of the hour. And that's how they can be so far apart. That's how Ravah, um, this is how, I'm sorry, Baye explains the Machlokas between Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Mayer and Rabbi Huda. Okay. He there's another version of Rav Baye. This is version B of how we understand it. Adam Mashu. There's a minute error that, that, that's possible. Okay. The Adam Sha'o Mashu. And in review of this world, you can make an error for an hour and a bit. Okay? It could have been at the end of the second or at the beginning of the third. And one of them thought it was still in the other one, and that's why he was off by a bit. That's why one said two, the other one said three, because it was really at the end of one and right before, and they were off by a bit, and that's how they got two different times. And the on Udallim Torah Shomashu, people make a mistake as an hour and a bit, and therefore, Ma'eskev, Shamesh, it was either the story actually happened at the end of the third, or at the beginning of the fifth. One of them made an hour and a bit mistake, and that's the difference. Anyway, um, we'll see more about this tomorrow. We're not at all done with this conversation, but to be continued, and everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. Pleasure learning.